Welcome to Misinformation, hosted by Rebecca Jones and produced by Big Mouth Media. This weekly podcast with Florida COVID whistleblower Rebecca Jones dives into the world of disinformation and how it's hurting America and democracy. Now, here she is, Misinformational. And thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Misinformational. Coming to you as this viral story right now is starting to have the seeds of destruction. I am Rebecca Jones, and I am, of course, joined with the always amazing, lovely, brilliant Dr. Cindy Banyai. How are you? I'm excited. I'm excited because you're talking about seeds of destruction. That's going to be good. It's awesome when we can do this podcast just as in on the same day that we're releasing it as um, a viral disinformation story is breaking, like right oh now. Right. So, so there was a case um, that came out in Bridgeport um, about, let me just, the simplest terms, because this is going to be very convoluted. Essentially what has happened in Bridgeport is that there was a mayoral primary election between two Democratic candidates. Um, One is the incumbent mayor, who apparently has quite the history of corruption and, you know, problematic things, who won said primary election by the skin of his teeth, a couple hundred votes out of, you know, 12,000 or so. Not a very big place, so not a lot of participation in a primary that's kind of, you know, off-season. So something happened with that election. That is the thing that will be agreed upon by all parties. And um, a Connecticut judge yesterday, late yesterday, decided to order a new mayoral primary for the Democrats after surveillance video showed what was described in the article as ballot stuffing. So that's it's a huge headline. So now Elon Musk... Benny Johnson, all these far-right disinfo people are sharing the story about what they claim is alleged voter fraud because a Connecticut judge has thrown out a, a Democratic mayoral primary in which allegedly there was voter fraud. That is what they're saying. Elon Musk says it's the facts are indisputable that this happened. He says this that this happened here is beyond reasonable doubt. The only question is how common is it? And um, referred to people, videos showing ballot stuffing and drop boxes and a lot of implications that this was voter fraud or some kind of, you know, stealing the election thing and this Democratic mayoral primary. The Democrats who wins the primary is absolutely going to win the general election. Um, And of course, the state Republican minority leader in that state spoke out and said it was election fraud, blah, 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 blah. That is happening right now. So Elon Musk posted this almost exactly one hour ago from when we're recording this, and it already has 9 million views. Whoa. So yes, this is just now going to become a viral thing. I ran out of community notes, my daily limit, um, so I couldn't add the note myself, which is a shame. You are limited based on your like community note score um, on how many notes you can publish a day. And so I've already hit mine. I usually hit that pretty early in the morning (laughs) and I do like five or six a day. Um, So I didn't get to put this note on there, but I did share it on my Twitter. The basic gist of it is that's not true. That is a gross misrepresentation of this case. So what actually happened 
was is that there was surveillance video that showed two women submitting absentee ballots at a drop box. One of the women, I've seen the videos, was carrying a like plastic grocery bag and had maybe, you couldn't really tell because she did probably more than one at a time, a dozen ballots in it um, that she dropped into this drop box. She was kind of like shoving them in there too. Wasn't being very careful about it, uh, but that's not a crime. There was another woman who was seen doing the same thing. Um, both of those people are connected to the Democratic Party there, which is not surprising if you're doing ballot harvesting, which is tantamount to what this all breaks down to. Um, but the judge saw the videos and called in a more recent law that was passed in Connecticut against ballot harvesting, which says that under Connecticut law, voters using a collection box, and this is very similar to Florida's, must drop off their completed ballots themselves or designate certain family members, police, local election officials, caregivers, whatever, to do it for them. What is not clear from the case, because the one of the women with the plastic bag did not testify, is whether or not those were family member ballots, um, whether or not she counts as a local election official as the vice chair of the Democratic Party there. Hmm. Um, there were a lot of big ifs, but worst case scenario, if she went around and told people that she'd drop off their ballots for them, none of these ballots were fraudulent. No one at any point claimed they were fraudulently submitted. These were not ballots that they just stole from people's mailboxes, filled out themselves, and then were dropping off. These were real ballots completed by the real voters whose names were on those ballots, signed and submitted that somebody else dropped off. That's right. what happened. Um, there has been a push across the country to ban what is called ballot harvesting. We could get into a whole debate of whether or not that's right. I disagree. I do not think it's right. I think it is a way of limiting voter participation among the uh -huh. most vulnerable um, people in society. Right. But um, at no point was voter fraud or election fraud ever alleged in this. The reason why the judge was disturbed by this is because both of the people who were involved with it are supporters of the incumbent mayor who hmm. won this primary by the skin of his teeth. Hmm. Now, he won, I think, by 200 plus some votes. And it's clear from this video that that is not how many ballots they shoved in there. Um, nowhere near hundreds of ballots, maybe a dozen, two dozen. Um, but they ordered the, a new election for the primary anyways which is really bizarre because they're continuing to have the election, the general election next week, I think, um, or maybe this week, sometime soon with the currently declared winner as the democratic nominee and the person who lost and challenging him as an independent. So it's, huh. yes. In huh. essence, this, the worst that this is amounts to ballot harvesting. However, uh -huh all of the investigation and this case was brought from the losing democratic challenger against the winner democratic incumbent so okay. this is between democrats and um very close election is not surprising that they would want to challenge something if they see a video like this you know like that's if i was running and i lost by 200 votes and against an incumbent and i saw videos of their people shoving ballots 
into thinking you bet your ass I would use that and file a lawsuit. Uh -huh. But that does not rise to the level of voter or election fraud, which is what right now Elon Musk has already told, or at least been featured in people's timelines, nine million times. And yeah, um, since I checked last, told you the number, it's now 9.3 million. So this is taking off very quickly. Um, Benny Johnson decided to put the headline court overturns win in Bridgeport primary calling evidence of fraud shocking. The word fraud was never used. The judge did not refer to this as voter election fraud. He was said he was deeply disturbed by how basically carelessly these people are just taking other people's ballots and shoving them in the box. Um, but it is going to be the thing of the week. Um, hopefully there will be enough people who actually read the articles, the real articles, you know, the one from AP is the one that I cited. Um, there were a couple of other ones that came out that kind of report exactly what happened. A lot of people don't seem to be reading them. Um, they hear ballot stuffing. Oh, people don't read the article. They yeah. only read the headline. Well, when most people hear ballot stuffing, or at least this is what I think, I think of people taking people's blank ballots, filling them out um, for the person that they want to win, and then submitting them themselves. Right. Um, and I think that's what most people would think ballot stuffing is, is like you're filling them out fake, like, you know, prom. You just take a whole bunch of those prom votes and you fill them out yourself and you submit them. Um, I was not prom queen or anything, but I've heard the rumors of that kind of stuff happening. I'm sure everyone has. Um, my husband was actually prom king, but that's a whole, whole other thing. We did not go to school together. So he's the weirdest person in the world. It's, it's, I thought it was like a Carrie joke when I first heard about it. You know, I was like, did they make prom king was there any blood dropping from the ceiling by chance or public humiliation involved because he's such a nerd um but he's a very good looking nerd so i'm thinking that's a small town in central new york he's like the most handsome person there even if he is a weirdo you know that's fine i love my husband but and i think he's a sexy beast anyways um that's what most of us think when we hear something like ballot stuffing and then to jump from that to voter fraud is a completely different level of crime. There have been cases of voter fraud in the country, not many, a couple dozen. Um, the villages in Florida has the highest per capita instances of voter fraud in the entire country. And all of them were people who double voted for Trump. This is what they said when they you know, had to plead guilty or took their deals or whatever it was. There was one case of a Democrat um, illegally voting that has gotten a lot of attention because it seems really fucked up. And that was a woman in Texas who was sentenced to several years of prison for voting um, when she was not supposed to because of terms of her you know, release. I don't know if she was a felon who hadn't had rights restored or was on probation or something, but it was a very gross situation. She didn't vote more than once. You know, she didn't like drive around like the people in the villages and, you know, go sign for other people um, or their dead dads. That was one of the people from the villages did. He voted for, you know, use his dead father's ballot. Um, she just went once and didn't realize she wasn't allowed to. And they threw the book at her. Whereas the people in the villages get deferred prosecution agreements and, you know, probation and things like that. 
But um, yeah, so that is all of the cases of voter fraud after all of the you know, 212, I think, lawsuits that there were by Trump trying to prove it um, and all these prosecutions and crackdowns. Of course, DeSantis last summer quite famously ordered the armed raids of voters yeah. in Florida who had felony convictions in their record and had applied for a voter identification card, received said card from their supervisors of elections office with instructions on how to vote and then did so, which the state then claimed was illegal because they hadn't gone through some other process, even though the supervisor of elections office, who is supposed to be the determining agency as to whether or not someone is eligible to vote, gave them voter cards. He had them raided at gunpoint. Um, they brought helicopters, they brought cameras because they were going to use this for propaganda. And since then, all of those cases have been dismissed. Yep. So, um, yeah, that I was going to say, and let's not forget Ron DeSantis earlier this summer when he started hitting the campaign trail said that he was going to participate in ballot harvesting as where a campaign it was legal, Where yeah. it was legal. Um, which people immediately called him out on and said, but you made that illegal in your state. He said, well, right. where it's legal, I'm going to take advantage of it. Right. Um, but when in, he's in Florida, it's a morally wrong thing to do to say, help your elderly neighbor, neighbor by just dropping off their ballot on your way out. Um, if they forgot to mail it in time, that's a crime. And when right. Democrats vote when they're not supposed to, even if it's looks legitimate and they weren't aware they throw the book at them they throw them in prison they raid them at gunpoint and when people from the villages do it and admit that they double voted which isn't something you can accidentally do or admit right. that they submitted a ballot for themselves and their deceased parents um or took somebody else's ballot out of a mailbox and then filled it out like that shit is intent um and very yep. legal they basically get put on deferred prosecution which I know a thing or two about because I'm currently on it is when the state agrees to um, not charge you, they'll dismiss all the charges as long as you don't get in trouble within a certain period of time. They didn't lose their voting rights. Um, they didn't go to jail. All this crackdown and election nonsense and nothing happened. Well, now they're going to be using this as a case that Democrats commit voting fraud, even though that's not what happened. And it was a Democrat primary, which means that the victim, alleged victim, was also a Democrat. Uh -huh. um, and it's it's blowing up right now like insane. And it's going to be the thing that they keep using. Hopefully enough people will call it out immediately. He's now at 9.8 million views. Um, I know it, it's going to be big. As soon as I started to see this pop up this morning, I was like, we have to do this. I had planned on doing something else, but I was like, this I got distracted. I can't believe you even saw that. I was so mad at Twitter because uh, today is the day that PragerU is bo boosting their D-trans hashtag and a movie about people reversing their transgender identity change or whatever. I just, I was so mad when I saw that. I'm like, what a cesspool this has become. So That's a, that's a good word for it. Um, yeah, so... That's what the real story is. Do not believe the bullshit about voter fraud. That is never a term that was used in any of this case. Um, the guy who won won by 251 votes out of 8,173. I just pulled it up. So 
I'm not sure what that is in percentage of turnout, but that probably seems pretty standard. The fact that it was that close um, certainly begs the question. I mean, the circumstances around what happened are questionable. Um, the lady with the plastic bag refused to testify, which doesn't help in any direction. Um, you know, it could be that she's afraid that she turned in her cousin's ballot and she wasn't supposed to, and she doesn't want to go to jail. And of course it could also be that she did just regular ballot harvesting, didn't realize it was illegal and is now facing jail time. Um, but what absolutely did not happen according at this point, now we'll find out if anything changes, but at this moment, after all of the investigation and the testimony, no one is alleging that any of those ballots were not completed and cast by the people that were meant that they were meant for. Okay. Um, so it'd be like if everybody on my block was like, hey, we don't really all have time to go down to the Dropbox since, you know, we're going to miss the mailing deadline. Do you mind just taking us ours down there? I don't think that this should be a crime in Connecticut. It is. So that is what happened. Um, a lot of these laws are new. They're changing every year. Um, I kind of was a little frustrated with the Florida Democratic Party for not providing enough training on all of the things that has changed from year to year for candidates and people on their staff because it's so much. I mean, but designing a whole training course and then having to change everything every year is a lot as well. So it is entirely possible they did not realize this was a crime. But no matter what that circumstance is, and we'll see if they decide to charge either of these women, um, it was not enough votes to change the outcome. Right. Because um, you can see she's literally got a grocery bag and a stack like this thick. And I don't even know how thick each one of their ballots are. So who knows? But um, it wasn't enough to change the outcome. It looks really bad for the incumbent. Um, and it certainly would bring questions and having... The person who didn't win run as an independent. Who knows what's going to happen after that? But um, it doesn't look good, but it's not voter fraud. It is. Right. If none of those ballots were illegally filled out without the consent or knowledge of the person that they were sent to, then it's not voter fraud and it's not election fraud. It's ballot harvesting, which I don't right. believe should be a crime, but is in Connecticut. Um, that's what happened. And so the judge basically said that the ballots were mishandled. That is the terminology that he uh -huh. used. He did not say evidence of fraud. He did not say fraudulently cast ballots. He said the volume of ballots, of ballots, sorry, so mishandled is such that it calls the result of the primary election into serious doubt and leaves the court unable to determine the legitimate result of the primary. That is his quote. That's his quote. That's it. No fraud, no anything like that. It says the volume of balance so mishandled, mishandled. Uh -huh. That is the that is the thing that happened. But of course now, uh, they're far right, including Musk and um, Benny what's his name again Johnson, who is a far right person, anti-trans, all that kind of shit, yeah. is going to use this as evidence of massive voter fraud. That is exactly what Elon's tweet was. Um, it said the only question is how common it is um, to kind of legitimize claims that the 2020 election was stolen, which it was not. Right. So that that breaks down this bullshit that's happening right now. And you'll probably hear about it today if you're on Twitter. But um, to a larger extent, 
uh, I think that laws against ballot harvesting are wrong and immoral. And like all election laws passed under the guise of integrity, they yeah. really just seek to stifle turnout, especially among vulnerable communities and peoples. So yeah. let's say that you're dis physically disabled, getting right. out of the mailbox is even hard. And you're, you know, somebody's coming around your neighborhood and saying, hey, I'll drop all these off for you um, just to help out. I don't think that should be a crime as long as they actually drop them off and don't destroy them, which is, again, who you decide to trust. Your spouse is allowed to handle your ballot. And who knows if you're a split house, which at this point, I don't know how the hell you could be. But if you are, your husband could throw out your fucking ballot. You trusted him with it. That was your that was your fault. You know, but really, if he were to take your ballot and throw it away, it's not technically a crime because you trusted him with it. Yeah. Um, so I go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, so one of the things that I, we had a pretty significant uh, case of ballot harvesting here in Fort Myers. And I think generally speaking, the way that you're describing it, how it's, you know, it's a community organization or, you know, friends or you know somebody going to the seniors home, that is you know, very innocuous and the most common type of what is described as ballot harvesting, where people are taking the absentee ballots, the, you know, vote by mails, and they're turning them in. However, I have seen how it can be really used for nefarious purposes. And that's how it had worked here in Fort Myers. This was a city council race. And there was a woman who was the incumbent. And there were allegations that she was going around. And by the way, this is a very um, small race, city council, but it's a very, uh, relatively low income community and there's a lot of black folks who live there as well as elderly folks who live there and this woman who was an incumbent was going into the community people that she knew and basically was telling them oh hey here's your ballot and let's get you know let's help you fill it out and they would fill you know she would assist them and filling them out and then she would be like oh yeah vote for me and then she's like oh i'll turn them in for you so what we had heard throughout the community was that this um some of these people were felt intimidated into voting for that candidate it wasn't just a hey i'm you know friendly here to help you with your ballot it's like let me tell you who to vote for and then i'll take your ballot and turn it in for you so i think that that when it's used in that way with the intent to pressure somebody to vote, that should be illegal. And how we parse that up, um, I'm not exactly sure. But I think that if there was a way that we could separate the the very harmless and helpful, let me turn in your ballot for you, versus the let me go into your house and tell you who to vote for pressure, uh, we would be stronger as a democracy. Yeah, I, I think that when you're talking about Allah, I'm only going to take it if I you vote for me. Well, then you could just say like, okay, asshole, never mind. Um, but that doesn't mean that it rises to the level of needing laws, you know, to blanketly restrict anyone who wants to vote and can't get there in time and didn't mail it in time. These were these were like older folks, and sometimes they didn't know. And it was her telling her them to vote for her and or it was, you know, they felt pressured, you know, so they didn't feel like they had the capacity to tell her no. Um, so that's kind of a different level of harassment intimidation, too. Uh, but it falls under that guise of belt harvesting. 
Yeah. But um but it's definitely it, minority in terms yeah, of what it is. And um that's unfortunate and I think that there should be a mechanism for reporting that. Mm-hmm. But um I don't think that, you know, if let's say my sister who's a nurse and works at an ER, you know, had carried her ballot that she meant to mail in her purse and didn't realize because she works 12 hour, 15 hour shifts that she still had it. And someone was like, Oh, I'm, well, I'm going over there to put mine in. Do you want me to just take yours too? I don't think that should be illegal. And technically under this law, it is. Right. And Connecticut's is not as actually nearly as strict as Florida as Florida is like a spouse or like legally designated, you know, individual. Connecticut's is pretty broad. It says family member, which could be a brother, sister, father, you know, t- child, cousin. I mean, if you really want to go far back, aren't we all kind of related to each other one way or the other? I mean, depends on what you're defining as family here. Um, you know, caregiver or a whole bunch of election worker. That's the other thing about this, too, is, is that, as I mentioned, this is a Democratic primary. And the one of the women, two women involved, works for the Democratic Party in that county. Can she be classified as an election worker or official? It doesn't even say worker. It says official. Um, she is elected by the Democratic Party in that area to represent the party. She's technically an elected official um, involving elections. So. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring charges to one of these two women, because one of them did it 12 times throughout, like, the whole election period. Like, she brought these stacks, like, 12 times. Um, but the other one, I I would be surprised, because she did it once. It didn't seem like that many. Um, but she's the one who's the election official, so I don't know. We'll see. They, I, because this is now getting this much attention, they might charge them with ballot harvesting. Yeah what they will not charge them with is voter fraud. Right. And those are two different crimes. Um, They are not interchangeable words. The entire case of this goes down to mishandling of ballots, not fraudulently completing or submitting submitting them. Right. Um, And I'm sorry if I'm talking 100 miles per hour today. As I was jokingly discussing at the beginning of this episode, we have been in a national Adderall shortage since October of 2022. People like me who have had Adderall prescriptions for over a decade, um, who need it, you know, because it manages not just our attention deficit, but it also helps with anxiety and depression. It even helps with things like narcolepsy. I mean, it has a lot of different usage, have basically been told that we need to just stick it out till ever whenever it comes back in and um i mean can you imagine like telling anybody else with any kind of illness that tough shit we're not going to deal with this there are two remedies that could have been you know applied in this situation with the adderall shortage to alleviate this problem and i am taking a minute to talk about this because it's actually very serious it can disrupt people's lives their school their professional careers it can have a serious impact um the first was Initially, there was a shortage in the availability of the primary ingredient, uh, which is an amphetamine project uh, product. You know, the DEA manages how much of the raw ingredient pharmacies have access to make this medication. Um, there were COVID shutdowns, obviously, of, of manufacturing medications, so that aided that. But um, 
by increasing the allotment, they can increase production and get those pills out. But if they weren't going to do that, which initially they did not, and they still have not done it to the level to meet demand, um, they could have increased the amount that they allowed to be imported from other countries. They mm. did not do that either. They did neither of those things. Mm. And so it's just now starting to catch up and only with some levels of medication. I am one of those lucky people who, after a year, has finally gotten my prescription filled yesterday afternoon. And so today is my first day taking it in about a year. And um, yeah, I didn't want to ease back into it because, you know, that's what if you've been off of something that long, they suggest you have it for a few days before you take your full dose to readjust to it. I just went head fucking first. Not Rebecca. She jumped right <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Um, and it's do it all way. more um, <laughs> amped than normal, I guess. Uh, you so, are, yeah. <laughs> well, Very excited is, about my life. Really, this is the first time we've been like doing a fact check for something that's becoming viral as we're doing it. Right. Um, so that's kind of exciting, too. And this will be released the same day because we're yep. filming late this week because which won't happen anymore because I'm now back on my Adderall and won't forget about things all the time. Um, but it's exciting to me. And election misinformation is very important. And this is something that's going to be used by the right. I wouldn't be surprised if in you know two years they're still talking about, oh, but what about the case in Connecticut? Oh, oh yeah. do you know what you're actually fucking talking about? Do you? Yeah. Well, because part of part of the narrative on this, and I actually, again, got to see it kind of firsthand with the case here in Fort Myers, is that the the right has put all of these things together and they're calling it voter fraud, calling it election interference. It's all the same to them. And so when because it was actually, you know, another one of our big mouth hosts here, Chantel Rhodes, and a friend of mine who was the non-incumbent in that race who was essentially the victim of the ballot harvesting as soon as the right heard that they were all over her they were calling her they were invited her to speak at conferences because as as a black woman and a candidate uh ready to speak out against a woman who was registered as a democrat even though i'll tell you the behind the scenes is she's not actually a democrat and she's fully supported by the republicans here but that's not how it looks on paper right Right. It looks like she's a Democrat, but she's not. Um, but, you know, they were just really excited and they were, you know, they gave her a lot of time to speak about this. And she felt very upset by it because it, it negatively affected her run. And um, but, yeah, what they had told and what they would have these huge conferences on election fraud. And it was, you know, they threw in the ballot harvesting as like, oh, see, this is really happening. Um, and I almost think that it was used for that purpose because actually the ballot harvesting is a common technique for good or for bad, right? And by making that illegal and then getting cases like this one in Connecticut and other ones here around the state of Florida as well, that they can actually boost the number of actual cases that they can roll into that narrative. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. So now um, I ran out, like I said, of I hit my daily max of the number of community notes I can post. But now there's a shit ton on Elon's post. And so I'm going through and I'm I'm just, you know, rating whether or not they're helpful or not. Um, uh, and just people stimping for Elon in the notes. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. It's pretty gross. But um, he just it's straight up reads community notes when they get posted on his thing. I've seen him do it before. Um, but yeah, so it's, they're always looking for an excuse. I am more familiar with anybody that <laughs> right now about, you know, how Democrats can use nefarious tactics to try to undermine an election. I am now a legal precedent in Florida because of a, a, a case of something like that, which didn't have to do with ballots or anything like that. It was about some of my, voter my voter registration in Maryland without my knowledge, I even changed my gender on the form. I don't know why this didn't set off any flags. It's actually a huge question for like uh, the Maryland voter registration system. Because all of my information was online, my driver's license number, my social security number, all of the information that you would need to change it. But when they did it, um, they didn't use my full name like I always do. And um, they changed my gender from female to um, other. There was male, female, other. They changed it to other, which like, why? Why? Why do that too? Okay. Just to be a dick um, and changed me, <laughs> changed my party. Um, and this was before I even decided to run for office, knowing that Florida's law would be um, in place should I decide to run uh, that says that you have to be registered with the party that you've been registered as for a year before the start of the qualifying period, um, which I had not even like started to file paperwork to run when that deadline came. And sure enough, um, my trolls gave this information to this fake Democrat who didn't even live in the district that I lived in and that I was running in. She lived in another district, decided to run against me, um, working with Christina Pusha and Brian Griffin, who are DeSantis's spokesmonsters, which should have been the biggest sign. But they challenged my legitimacy on the ballot during the primary because someone had changed my voter registration. And we won a unanimous, unanimous, I just... Oh my God. Unanimous verdict. Sorry, is that Adderall? Um, at the Florida Supreme Court, all with like DeSantis appointees, which nobody thought was going to happen. Um, but it was 3 0 and uh, set the precedent now for that specific law. And it was kind of funny because the judges said at one point, if the state intended for this law to be used this way, then they should have written it that way. And I was like, boom, bitch. <laughs> so, I didn't get put back on the ballot until the day before the election. Uh -huh. It was literally the Monday before the election. And if you know Florida, uh, we have a very large share of voters who vote early or vote by mail. And so by the day before the election, almost half of the people who were going to vote had already voted and I was off the ballot the whole time. But I still kicked ass in the primary. And it was, it was actually really emotional because... That meant that people were voting for me that whole time, not even knowing if I would my, their vote would count, but they did it anyways. Mm -hmm. And landslide victory, I was very, very happy, although most of my friends lost that night, which was kind of disappointing. But um, yeah, so I know a thing or two about these kinds of bullshit that people pull in within the Democratic Party, these fake Dems and all this other shit. There's mm -hmm. a lot of it. Um, I don't think that's what this guy was doing, the person who walked. Like we said, 200 votes out of, you know, 9,000 is not that much. Um, one of these ladies did it like 12 times. Even if it was only a handful of time, you kind of get to the question of, okay, well, how many did it actually equal to? 
Um, where did you get them? That kind of stuff. And if neither of these women are testifying, that puts the judge in a really difficult spot because he can't just eyeball it and guess how many she's putting in there. Right. Um, and even though there were no cases of fraud, it does lead to the question that you kind of brought up is like, did they collect a lot of these and throw away ones that people thought weren't going to be cast for their guy? Uh-huh. They did. That is a serious fucking felony offense. Right. But that was an open question. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think the the guy who brought the lawsuit against the fellow Democrat running was that kind of situation. Uh-huh. He has legitimate concerns. If I was in his position, I would have done it as well. Um, but it's certainly not the thing that needs to be used to uh, try to yeah. spread rumors about oh, the right wing media fodder. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, oh. these jokers will make up shit anyway. So it's like, you know, they may take that and spin it to a bigger story or put it in part of the narrative. So I, you know, I think what we do here is uncovering the truth and talking about it. So people that may be influenced, right, or had, if they had heard about it, you know, we can help to set the record straight. The unfortunate thing about the, the, the right wing media propaganda machine right now is that they don't even require truth or evidence uh, to run their propaganda machine. So, um, you know, I think it's an unfortunate thing that can be used by those folks, but I don't think it's any more dangerous than what they would make up on their own. Yeah, but I mean, this is now they have a probably Democratic judge in a heavily Democratic state in a Democratic primary accusing a Democratic candidate incumbent of voter fraud. That is what they're going to boil this down to, is that the Democrats have been found, you know, more voter fraud than anybody else. And now they have an actual legitimate case that they can kind of twist to fit that narrative, even if that's not what the case actually says. So... And a thought just occurred to me. I just like a big light bulb moment. So I'm going to talk about something and it's going to be highly allegation, you know, but uh, like not, I don't know the truth, but let me, let me just say what came to my mind. Okay. Based on what you're saying here. Okay. So this one went to court to try, you know, it's going to be redone and it could be this thing that the right wing talks about. The difference between that and the case here was nothing happened. Right. So it was, it never went to, it never got charges. It never went to a judge or a trial. Uh, There were allegations. There was a couple of news stories and then that's it. And they kind of picked up on the opponent who is the kind of the victim in this and, and that's it. But I wonder, given the constellation that it was actually Republican operatives that were supporting the campaign of the woman who was doing the ballot harvesting, allegedly, if this might not have been a whole setup to have a case like that, right? Like why, why support a Democrat? Come on. That's, that's, yeah. Am I going too far down conspiracy lane here? We're going down the other, the other side of the conspiracy. I mean, hypothetically, yes, anything's possible. Um, But given that, this mayor has had a lot of very recent corruption allegations. Mm. It seems that there were, there was a big push to try to oust him um, there be related to those things. Um, an election that close 
that is, I don't think, I mean, if he had been like completely blown away, like if it was like 8,000 or 1,000 and he tried to use this as an excuse as to why the whole election was about, then yes, I would agree. But the fact that it was that close and that this mayor had recently been in the news for a whole bunch of corruption related charges um, makes me think that this was a very legitimate contender uh, who ran a good campaign, came very close to defeating an incumbent. And then there's people connected to him, caught on video, harvesting ballots, which whether or not it should be is a crime and okay. is trying to use that to say that I think this needs to be done over because we have no many, no idea how many ballots are put in there. Yeah. Again, looking from the videos that I saw, it doesn't look like it was enough. But again, without these women testifying, that is impossible to actually prove. And so the only real remedy the judge has given here is to say, we can't trust, I don't know how many ballots are put in there. Could be enough, could not be, but we are not, we don't have enough information to say if this election was won by the person who won it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, if it was the circumstances were different and if the guy wasn't embroiled and all these other controversies related to corruption, maybe, um, but this was a very close race with an unpopular mayor um, who's going on with his own, you know, questionable activities. So I don't think so. But sure. So it's a questionable guy doing questionable things. Not a big setup, in your opinion. No, I don't think so. Um, there seems to be a lot of support behind, you know, the Democratic Party played neutral on this. So there are legitimate questions about this guy and his record. I assume it's a guy. I guess that's um, possibly sexist of me. It could be a woman. Who knows? But uh, I should probably check that. Maybe they're both men. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Incongruity, blah, blah, blah. No, he's a guy. His name's Joe. So just, and Joe and John, that's, that's who the two Democrats are. Joe, Joe Gannon and John Gomes. So, um, oh, yeah, that's a whole mess. Yeah, I know yeah, both of their initials are JG. Um, but uh, yeah, two fifty one out of eighty two hundred. That's close enough to be like. With all this happening, we might as well try to say we think this is an impropriety. That I don't even know if they think that or what the guy who lost, John, thinks this should have risen to the level of just canceling the election. Hmm. Um, because they're still going to have the election, let's see, November 7th. So next week on Tuesday with the guy who won for now, the incumbent mayor, on the ballot as the Democratic nominee. So it's confusing as to exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. But, um, no, I think really it's a legitimate claim. If given the circumstances, if I was in this John Gomez's... Um, or Gomes, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. It's spelled G-O-M-E-S. If I was in his position, I would have raised the same claims. So I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens, too, with Connecticut and how it plays out. Well, now with all this attention, they're definitely going to charge those two women, which, you know, maybe if they can, they did do something bad, um, they obviously should be charged. But I would want to know if they even knew that ballot harvesting was illegal there yeah. um, because a lot of people don't realize that that's illegal. Uh, but you normally, if you're doing in bulk, that's, that's a bit different. 
if you're doing it in bulk. Um, but, you know, I've seen some local Democratic parties not know what the fuck they're doing. Like seriously have like be giving people bad instructions for things that are not correct. And so, yeah, it, it's uh, I actually had to tell one of the Democratic parties. I was like, no, 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 this is illegal. Don't don't tell people to do this. It's like they changed this law. How do you not know this? Um, I've been in that position before. And so it's uh, you, you'd be surprised because a lot of these small places, they they don't keep up with everything that's going and on. And they're volunteers. Yeah, they're volunteers. They're not paid to do all this. Right. You know, they're just trying to, they might have even put a sign up that said, you know what, if just drop your ballots off here, we'll bring them by. Not realizing that there's something actually wrong with that. Because it yeah. doesn't seem natural that that would be illegal. Right. We'll find out about that. But as far what? as what the judge's actual ruling said and what the case entails. There are no cases of voter fraud at this point, could change, um, or election fraud or anything like that happening, as far as we know, based on this actual case. Yeah, I would say the other thing that's going to be disappointing to me is this is another one of the circumstances where the, the law, like, actually worked, right? Like, somebody, this was brought to somebody's attention, they realized that there was a problem, and they decided to rerun the election for the sake of propriety, right? And it's kind of like when you hear Republicans talk about like how many people have been caught at the border. It's like, well, wait a minute, but they were caught, and like, you know what I mean? If they're yeah. trying to come over legally and step back, like, like, like good. Um, interactions or what? What is the term that they always? I think it says interactions at the border when that is not people. Like saying, oh, there were four million interactions yeah. at the border. That's not half of those <laughs> are people. You know, like right. the ICE says that 40 some percent of the encou encounters, that's what it is, encounters at the border are with the same people over and over again. But they make it, they equate that to individuals and then take it a step further and say that's people who actually came into the country illegally, which right. doesn't mean that either. I mean, an right. encounter can simply be that they called, you know, Border Patrol out to someplace because they saw something and thought something was there. And so they went out there and they logged it. That's, you know, it's, it's insane. Right. But so but it, but basically, actually, the, that's a figure that shows that the kind of systems that we already have in place are working. Right. Just like this would be actually, hey, yeah, we do have laws that are supposed to be preventing us from, you know, election interference and voter fraud. And it it worked. Right. But I think the disappointing thing is that it will be used to the contrary. Yes. And that's that's what these people do. But um, I've got to go pick up my kid. And we've gone at it now for about 47 minutes. And as of right now, Elon's tweet, which when we started was at 9 million interactions, is now at 12.2. So make sure you see people sharing this. I've um, posted about it several times on my feed on Twitter. I'm Gio Rebecca, of course, spelled the traditional Hebrew way. I always have to remember, remind people that it's G-E-O-R-E-B-E-K-A-H, right there on your screen. Um, you can just take that or research it yourself and share it. The AP article is the most comprehensive that I've seen. But fact check people. God, we're living in a world that now like hates people just for like fact checking. And that's insane. And yeah. um, it's important because, you know, in 2020, 2021, when we saw all the COVID misinformation, the thing that kind of started circulating was that, you know, truth and facts matter. That hasn't changed. If anything, it's become more important. 
And so even if you don't like what the fact check says, like even if they find out that there, some of these ballots were forged, that sucks. And that makes everything I said here, um, miss not correct because new information came out, but I'm still going to share it because that's the truth. And that's what matters. And that is why you turn into misinformational every single week. Cindy's going to do her spiel. Thank you guys. Thank you. Love you for coming with us every single week and listening to us talk and going through my, what I call energizer rabbit phase this today of me having my Adderall for the first time in a year, which seriously, you cannot understand how much of a celebration I have in my heart for this. Um, But Cindy, take it away. Yeah. Thank you so much. uh, Misinformational Rebecca Jones for providing this in-depth dive into a breaking story. And if you enjoyed this type of content, we'd love to have you support us as an independent media source on the Big Mouth Media website at Big Mouth Media FL. You can get this delivered to your inbox for $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year. You can get everything for just $19.99 a month or $199 a year. And that really, really helps us keep providing this type of content to you. And we would love to have you. So go ahead and check out the Big Mouth Media Price and Plans page at BigMouthMediaFL.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining this informational with Rebecca Jones, brought to you by Big Mouth Media. Stay connected by visiting misinformational.com and check out all the great shows and articles on BigMouthMediaFL.com. You can also join the conversation with us on Facebook, Instagram, and the cesspool that's Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to Misinformational wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.